Bottom of the sixth inning, 12 to 1, Irvine here at the Plex, season finale for both teams. And I welcome into the booth, well, you've been in the booth, but I welcome you on the air, the great Jim Alexander, Thank Southern you. California News Group. It's hard to not associate you directly with the Press Enterprise. I know you still write for the Press Enterprise, but they got you kind of hitting all fields now. That's exactly right. It's I'm, I'm writing for 11 different papers, mm -hmm. and I still work out of the... I'm still on the Press Enterprise payroll. I still work out of the Press Enterprise office, rarely. <laughs> but I'm, I'm you know, mostly covering L.A. and Orange County and, and Major League and Major College and, and yeah. what have you. 0-2. 0-2 uh, uh, is Connor Cannon. Takes strike one. This one's inside. One ball, one strike. 12 runs, 14 hits, no errors for UC Irvine. One run, four hits, one error for the Highlanders as we play in the bottom of the six. Well, i got to ask you, your first look at both Dean Miller and Connor Cannon, what do you think? Well, it's hard to judge <laughs> one one game when uh, when the score is 12 to 1. Right. True. But, uh, I mean, they looked the part, they, right? they looked the part, and... and Troy seemed pretty confident when I talked to him both before the game that both of them are going to get drafted. And you know, <laughs> I mean, you look at you look at the numbers and you can make a case. Low three balls and one strike. They they, they have the home run power that uh, seems to be what professional organization organizations want these days. You're not one of those guys that doesn't like home runs, Jim, are you? <laughs> Do you want the steal? On I'm the not going. I'm not going to say that, but I will say that I grew up. In the 1960s, following the Dodgers with Maury Wills and you know teams teams that hit 200 as a team and still won championships, pitching and speed and defense and whatnot. So it's fair. It's, it's hard. It's hard to get away from that. But I mean, this is this is the game as it's played today. Right. Launch angle and exit velocity and and just it's it's all or nothing. So Connor Cannon draws a walk. He's at first base, and Matt Hardy will step in. Speaking of launch angles, he hit one over the left field fence his last time up. Hardy, his third home run of the year. Mentioned when he stepped in the first time in the first pitch. He rips that into the left field corner. If that stays fair, it's trouble. It's a fair ball into the corner. Cannon around second heading for third. They'll hold him up at third base. The throw comes in from Grant Palmer, and a double for Matt Hardy. Second and third, nobody out here in the bottom of the sixth for the Highlanders. Well, at least I saw this one. When he hit the home run, I had left to go to the concession stand, and so I figured that was why he hit the home run. <laughs> the perils of being a reporter. you got to pick your spots. Exactly. So second and third, nobody out here on the bottom of the sixth. 12-1 Irvine leading. And here's Jaeger Taylor, and now some action starts in the Highlanders, or in the Anteaters bullpen. Keep in mind, Rashi's longest outing of the year, 72 pitches before today. He's at 81. Now, he was a starter last year, so it shouldn't be much of an issue for him, but for much of the season, he was the closer for the Anteaters before being moved into the rotation about a month ago. First 26 innings for Rashi this year, picked up 11 saves, surrendered zero earned runs. And that's hard when, when a guy hasn't lengthened out. I mean, you know... Uh, and that, that's something they would not do on the professional level. I mean, it happens more often down here, but, you know, you, you've got to lengthen a guy out. And, and well, if you haven't, you have to be very careful. I think they did that, though. Yeah. Because he went five, and then he went four, and then he went four. And this is the last game of the season, so here's the pitch to Taylor down and away. One ball, no strikes. And Jaeger Taylor, another all-around Inland Empire guy, Hammett High School to UC Riverside. Let's talk about that. You had a conversation with Troy Percival. And, you know, Doug Smith tried to do this as well, but the notion of 
can you win in Riverside with Inland Empire players here? At, there are a lot of reasons why they recruit local kids. A lot of them are financial. Mm -hmm. But it worked out when you have talented kids like a Connor Cannon, a Matt Hardy, and a Jaeger Taylor, it could work out. And the thing is, you've got to be able to get the best guys, mm -hmm. or at least if not the if not the number one guy on on these teams, the number two and number three guys. Right, right. I you, mean, there's, if there's top ten players, he needs to be in the hunt for four to ten. You need yeah. to get two or three of those guys. Yeah, and and the thing the thing I've always said, and it's more true today than ever when you look at the CIF playoff pairings and you see the number of inland schools mm -hmm. that are are involved. I mean, the, the caliber of play here in the IE is probably better than it's ever been. And there's more good athletes, not just baseball, but every sport. Yeah. And you've got to get your share. And and the other thing that, that Troy has to deal with now, the school across town is also recruiting those same players. That's and, right. And, you know they're they're getting their share of them, so it's it's a competitive landscape, and it's not just Big West teams that he's competing with. The 2-0 pitch is a fastball on the outside corner, two and one. So Connor Cannon at third, Matt Hardy at second, playing in the bottom of the six. 12-1 Irvine leads. Jaeger Taylor is ahead of Taylor Rashi, two balls and one strike. Visiting with Jim Alexander of the Southern California News Group, a longtime columnist for the Riverside Press Enterprise. Here's the 2-1 pitch. Ripped into right field to be a base hit. Two runs are going to come home. Here comes Cannon. Right behind him is Hardy. Two-run single for Jaeger Taylor. And a senior day RBI single for YT. The kid from Hemet makes it 12-3. So talking about local players. RBI's coming home for Jaeger Taylor. We're going to have some time to talk, too. 37-38. and 38. And looks like Daniel Babona is going to have a conversation with Rashi. Wait to see if the pitcher is signaled for it. Looked like he's ready to come in as of yet. But um, so, how did your conversation with? I know we're going to have you're going to have a column in a few days, but give me a couple of general points there. We'll make the pitching change. So we'll sit here with Jim Jim Alexander. Well the, well, the one thing I mean, talking about local recruiting, I I mean, obviously their recruiting budget is tight, mm -hmm. so they're limited. I mean, they're it's it's hard to really go after out of state athletes. And really, why go after out-of-state athletes when the best players are here? The other, the, the, the nuanced side of it is this. So, you know, you're in a school like Vanderbilt. You're fully funded, quote-unquote. So the 11.7 scholarships you can give, and then you can get other donations for it. For a school like Riverside, you know, 11.7 is the full amount of attendance, right? Mm -hmm. So you divide that among your 30 players. So mm -hmm. obviously you can't give full rides per se, mm -hmm. but if a kid's living in Moreno Valley or a kid's living in Riverside or a kid's living in Fontana, he'll have the option. He can commute from home. Or if the family wants to put up and, you know, set him up, the tuition is taken care of. Right. So those, those nuances you don't worry about at the basketball or the football level, that's a real question in baseball. It is. It is. And the thing that you have to do if you're UCR is you you have to create an environment. You you have to create a product that those kids want to play for. Right. You have you have to create a, a, a program here where the best local kids will say, I want to stay home. I want to play for UCR. I want to play for a guy that won a World Series. Mm -hmm. And you know, it's it's more difficult when you're having 20 win seasons. I mean, it's easier when you're you're pushing 30 and you're in a position for maybe a a, 
at Original. large birth yeah. or what have yeah. you. Yeah, no, I, I, you're right. And it's that you know that's what they have to get back to is to get in a position where those local kids are going to look at UCR seriously. Yeah, and I do think the local kids do consider UC Riverside. You know, and I, you know, I'm not here every day. I'm a, I'm a bit of a carpetbagger. I'm a bit of an interloper, but it just boggles my mind that you have a World Series champion sitting in the dugout, and they don't exploit it more. Now, I'm not here every day. You are. What do you feel? Do you feel they've utilized Troy to his fullest extent that they can here they, in the program? They probably could do a lot more. I mean, as the face of the program, as a guy who has a World Series ring, as a guy who played down the freeway in Anaheim right. for a number of years and still made Riverside his home while he was playing for the Angels, I mean, there's a lot of potential there that seems to be as yet untapped. New pitcher is Jordan Bacco, the senior from Laguna Niguel, Capistrano Valley High School. He'll face Nathan Webb. Webb 0 for 1, fly to center and a walk, and he takes strike one. One ball, no strikes. Bacco, strike thrower with command, fastball 88 to 91. He'll give you a little arm side run, change up drops in the strike zone, sharp slider. If you watch him, if you're watching on Big West TV, very short arm action on his delivery. 0-1 pitch coming to Webb from Baco, and low and away. Actually, he's lengthened out a little bit from last year, and it's one ball, one strike. Baco's numbers on the year for UC Irvine. He has stepped up to take over ostensibly the closer role. Five, uh, four wins, one loss, and 22 appearances, 21 of which are in relief. 33 innings pitched, 32 hits, 40 strikeouts against 10 walks. That's the ratio that uh, Coach Orloff likes. 254 average against and a 5.73 earned run average. And it's one ball and two strikes to Nathan Webb. And Nathan Webb's a classic example of Martin Luther King High School mm -hmm. product. He could have gone anywhere, chose to stay home and play mm -hmm. for UC Riverside. Mm-hmm. Got to have more of that. I mean, that's I, to be to me, and maybe I'm prejudiced because I do live here, and I have, I am a child of the IE. Mm -hmm. But the potential is here. The the players are here. You just have to tap into them, and it's it's not just baseball. It's every sport on on UCR's campus. You, you've got to tap into the local talent, and you've you've got to be serious about it. Two balls, two strikes. The pitch was a ball away. Here's the 2-2 delivery, down and in, 3-2. and two. So 12-3, Irvine leads UC Riverside, playing in the bottom of the sixth. Runner at first base, nobody out. Nathan Webb has worked the count full to the reliever, Jordan Baco. So five innings plus for the starter, Tyler Rashi. He's done matching his longest outing of the year. Keep in mind, he started the year as the closer. They're transitioning him to a starting role. Irvine trying to keep their postseason hopes alive. We're visiting with uh, Jim Alexander. And ball four, Nathan Webb draws a walk, and there's two on here in the bottom of the sixth inning. Uh, another uh, nugget from my conversation with Troy earlier today. Number 13. No fan of the launch angle revolution. No. In fact, one of the things he said was, paraphrasing, that, that basically he prefers college baseball because it's more like real baseball. Mm -hmm. Because where you've got the extreme shifts and you've got everybody trying to hit home runs and you know everybody throwing 95 plus and it's it, the the professional game, especially on the major league level, has just kind of mutated into something weird. I mean, it's yeah, it was. Well, yeah, become, so, it, it, John Zimbel just said arena baseball. Yeah, that's exactly well, right. It's, it's, and on this level, you've got bunting you've got stealing you've got guys taking the extra base being aggressive on the base pads you've got more action 
Here's Taylor Julien. He takes a strike. It's one and one. The down the, the downside is you have metal bats, but hey. <laughs> Julien came in in the fifth inning after Jacob Shanks flied out as a defensive replacement. He is from Upland High School, is Taylor Julien, a freshman, batting 281, 9 of 32, limited sample on the year. Off second base, Jaeger Taylor, off first base, Nathan Webb. Two on, nobody out, bottom of the sixth, two runs in. Highlanders trail 12 to 3. Here's the Baco pitch, a little bit low, 2 and 1. That's, and that's sort of a point when you're talking about IE players, how far does UCR's influence reach? I mean, how far does it go into San Bernardino County? You're getting a kid from Upland. Right. I mean, you've you've it, this is this well, is that, a huge you, Jim, area. That's how you fill out your roster, right? So you yeah. have the core of the kids, you know, Riverside, Moreno Valley, that area, and then you kind of you know it's a it's a circle. There are kind of concentric circles you can go out. Here's the two-one pitch. Bouncer on the right side towards the first baseman. Domla underhands Tobacco covering. So not a sacrifice, but basically the desired effect of a sacrifice. Taylor to third, Webb to second, as Shanks is retired 3-1 to one for Brendan Aventino. And here's Aventino, an Orange Lutheran kid from Orange County. You bring in a couple of Orange Aventino County kids stop. as well. But, you know, you want the good Brendan players Aventino. from, you know, Santiago, from Centennial, from North, from Poly. You want to have those guys as the core of your team. Right. And then right. you can fill in from, you know, an RCC here, you know, or a Citrus College here the way they've done. You know, and one thing Troy has done, which Doug really didn't do a whole lot, but it is not a knock on Doug, is he's really capitalized on the bounce backs. He's kind of mm -hmm. had a couple of bounce backs on the roster. Breaking ball starts off Aventino with a strike 0 and 1. So visiting with Jim Alexander here in the booth, there's a baseball game going on, and the Highlanders trail 12 to 3. Which is why we're talking about other things. Second and, <laughs> second and third, one out. And here's Brendan Aventino, the number eight man in the Highlanders order. He's one for two, a single and a ground out. Here's the Baco pitch. Bounced wide a third foul. No balls and two strikes. Well, that was the intention. I'm saying, you know, it's 12 to 1. Let's get Jim on. Well, you're, you're, like, you're like the rally columnist because you get on there, and all of a sudden the Highlanders start getting guys on base. Either I either I put on the mic, the the headset or I leave. Yeah. Then UCR scores. Makes things happen, yeah. If you're not doing your actual job, there yeah. you go. yeah. So second and third, one out. It's an 0-2 count to Aventino. Baco, the pitcher on for UC Irvine in relief. Check swing low and away. They appeal. They said he held up. It's 2-2. Two two. Out of town scoreboard. Just a reminder, your alma mater, Cal State Fullerton, 7-2 overseas. And that's good news for UC Riverside. I think it's somehow turn this game around. And then UC Santa Barbara looks like they're going to clinch the Big West. That's good news for UC Irvine as they're knocking off Cal Poly by a score of 7-0. But the crazy thing, and we were talking about it in the press box here earlier, when is the last time that both Fullerton and Long Beach missed the postseason. It's a good question. Uh, well, Fullerton, I, 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 mean, don't, I don't know. If, Fullerton, I, I can't remember if it's ever happened. Fullerton hadn't missed since 91, so I know they missed. They won the national championship in 84, and then I think they missed 85. They might have missed 85. I think it was 85, 86, 89, 91 in the last. The only four times they've missed in the since they've gone D1. Yeah, I wasn't ambitious enough to look it up, but I'll do that. But here's another thing. Well, 2-2, two, two, one hopper to shortstop. Koss fields it. He'll throw it over to first. Aventino retired, but the run scores from third base. So Taylor scores. RBI ground out off the bat of Aventino. There are two outs, but the fourth run comes home for the Highlanders, and it's now a 12-4 ball game with Sanchez stepping in. Here's Damian Sanchez. You talked about local talent. John W. North. I can get any more local than that. <laughs> you can't. You can't. Right down the street. But how dare he throw a pitch? why I'm trying to make a point, okay? <laughs> I was just going to say... Talk to looking, Orloff. Talk to Orloff after the game. Looking at the uh, the RPI on, on D1 Baseball, 
Cal State Fullerton 116. Cal Baptist 120. There you go. Explain that. Foul tip held by Sanchez. <laughs> you know, Rick Vanderhoek was concerned. He didn't think the team, he thought the team would really have to put it together to get in the postseason. He made that comment publicly at the beginning of the year. And, you know, normally they've, coaches they've, coaches do that, but it sounded like he meant it because, you know, Hookie, he'll tell you what he thinks. And the thing is, they've done it before. How many times have they gotten off to, to rocky starts in, yeah. in the, the non-conference play and then, you know, they start Big West play and a light comes on and, and these guys figure it out and all of a sudden they're in the postseason and they're getting to a super regional or getting Omaha. It's happened several times over the last few years. And, and I think maybe you go to that well too often and you think, well, we'll turn it on when conference play starts. And they didn't. Webb off second with two outs, a 2-1 count to Damian Sanchez. Speaking of Cal Baptist in the Western Athletic Conference, uh, New Mexico State and Sac State will play for the right to play Grand Canyon for the title. Four innings complete, New Mexico State two, Sac State one. I bring that up because former Highlander assistant coach now at New Mexico State, Trevor Hairgrove, also Brian Green, the head coach of New Mexico State. He's a Temecula Valley kid mm -hmm. who played at RCC, and that's low 3-1 to Sanchez. The IE is everywhere. <laughs> 12 runs, 14 We're hits. everywhere. No errors for Irvine. Four runs, six hits, one error for Riverside. And the sage of the Inland Empire, Jim Alexander to my left, hanging out here in the broadcast booth while banging out his words for the Southern California News Group. It's still weird for me to say, Jim. 3-1 pitch, swing and a miss, it's 3-2. It, it's, it's a concept that not everybody gets because I'll introduce myself I'll, or I'll make a call to somebody and I'll say I'm from the Southern California News Group and I have to explain. It's 11 different papers, yeah. includes the Daily News, it includes the Register, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And people kind of, people still kind of have trouble getting their heads around that. Ball four and Sanchez works a walk. So two on, two out. Highlanders will cycle back to the top of their order. So there are, there are times that I will decide, well, do I want to say I'm from the Southern California News Group or do I want to say I'm from the Daily News? Or okay. do I want to say I'm from the Register? Or do I want to say I'm from the Press Enterprise? You're like Val Kilmer on the remake of The Saint. You're Remember that movie, The Saint? Yep. yep. Elizabeth Shue plays a scientist cool. involved with cold fusion. I'm a big Elizabeth Shue fan going back to the Karate Kid and cocktails. Yeah, I, let's let's pass on that one. <laughs> Travis Bohall, one for three. She's, she's from New Jersey as well. Yeah. One for three, double, but he will be pinch hit for. Here's Cole Pofak, another John W. North kid, left-hand swinger. He homered on Monday in that game against Oregon, and the first pitch at the knees for a strike, it's 0-1. Pofak, 161, limited sample, though, 9 of 56. Does have two homers and six runs batted in. But he's played just, a, he's really played well defensively. In fact, won that game on Monday with his play in left field. First and second, two outs, a no ball, one strike count. Jordan Bacco on in relief for Irvine, pitching Nicole Pofek, and he takes the pitch outside one and one. But I mean, you're, you're the last of a dwindling breed. Who's left? Is there anybody specifically left assigned to the press enterprise in sports? Uh, Eric Paul Johnson, okay. who basically does all of our prep coverage, mm -hmm. and myself. Wow. And then everybody else is stringer. Stringer yeah. variety. Everybody else is a stringer, wow. freelancer. One ball, one strike. Pulled wide a first foul, one and two. And it's just really interesting. Like, obviously, the newspaper industry has gone in a certain direction. And it's really unfortunate because I think it's really kind of sucked up the local coverage. It has. 
I mean, it's it's. I mean, somebody who covers high school football, it's you know, it's rough now because we used to see some of the same people out at the games, mm -hmm. and now you know it's different people who we don't know, maybe don't have really have an attachment to the area. Yeah, and 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 you know, I hear it all the time. Well, you guys don't cover this or that or whatever, and it's it's really hard because we for local space now in the paper. Well, base hit to right field by Pofak. Around third heading home is Webb, and it's a 12 to five ball game. Pinch hit RBI single from Cole Pofak. They keep messing up my stories. Nice, you'd finish the story. Sanchez all the way to third, and the Highlanders now within 12 to five, and here's Dino. So here we go, we got a leverage situation here. Here we go, here we go. And we're gonna have another visit to the mound, so. No action on the bullpen, so no pitching change here. Yeah. Give us a chance to talk to you. Okay. Uh, what I was going to say is we have a half page, a half page broadsheet, six days a week. That's our local space. For each of the 11 papers has that half page that they can fill with, and it's usually high school stuff. Occasionally right. it's cover college. Uh, we have Brian Robin who does a... Uh, area colleges notebook once a week and that's an opportunity to get in a lot of stuff that we otherwise wouldn't get in but it's you now it's difficult to get things in in print it's difficult to get things online be just because we're dealing with manpower and and who's available to cover things and 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 that sort of thing so it's it we can't do all the things that we used to be able to do we hate it but that's that's the hand we've been dealt. Sanchez at third, Pofek at first, here's Miller. First pitch swinging, pops it straight up behind home plate. Mazer to the screen, it'll be a foul ball, 0-1. Final from Azusa Pacific, the Tritons, future Big West opponents, UCSD six, Azusa Pacific five. So now the Tritons and Azusa Pacific play an elimination game. Our good friend Bryson LeBlanc on the staff for UC San Diego. So I won't say we, but I, I'm rooting for the Tritons. I'll admit it. I want Bryson to move on to the next round of the Super Regional. I saw US, UCSD last year in the regional of the Azusa Pacific. Cal Baptist was there, so I was, I was uh, writing about them. Uh, UC, <laughs> UCSD is a beast, I'll tell you. They were a beast last year, and it, it sounds like they're, they're just as tough this year. Swing and a miss. They got a little bit of a scare because they got bopped in their conference tournament, so they thought they were going to have a one seed. They instead got a two seed. They still got to host the first round, but obviously now in the second round they're going to play at uh, Azusa Pacific. No balls, two strikes to Miller, two on, two outs. Baco deals to Dino. Call strike three, and that's the inning. Nine men come to the plate. The Highlanders score four runs, but after six, it's still a 12 to five Irvine lead. Stick around for another inning, Jim. Absolutely. Okay, Jim Alexander will come back with us. This is Highlanders baseball from Learfield IMG College. Technology Truths, brought to you by Geico. Technology Truths. Truth, you talk faster when your phone has only 1% battery left. Hey, hon, what's up? Hey, sweetie, can you pick up Kitty Lure fabric softener? Oh, the lemony fresh kind and French vanilla and Andre creamer on your way home from work. Okay, what? Truth, it's so easy to switch and save on car insurance at Geico.com. Why are you talking like that? Gotta go. I'm taking Kevin to Taekwondo and I only have a... Honey? Hello? 
Geico, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. The Hyatt Place Riverside Downtown Hotel. Free breakfast, free Wi-Fi, and always an open full bar with dining. The Hyatt Place Riverside Downtown provides spacious guest rooms and is less than two miles from the UC Riverside campus. The Hyatt Place Riverside is a great, spacious, and convenient stay. Invite your family, friends, and colleagues to come visit for a memorable stay. Visit them online, HyattPlaceRiverside.com. That's HyattPlaceRiverside.com. Son Jim Alexander with you here at the Plex. We go to the top of the seventh inning. Irvine 12, Riverside 5. The new pitcher for the Highlanders is Adrian Garcia. Garcia, a redshirt junior from Arlington High School right here in the city of Riverside. As far as the pitching side on the season, Garcia making his fourth appearance. Three and a third innings pitch, two hits, five walks, two strikeouts, but no runs. Played for that Arlington program. Also our Public address announcer, Stephen Douglas, a proud Arlington alum, played for Gary Rungo. Highlanders 12, or trailing 12 to 5. 12 runs on 14 hits for Irvine. Five runs, seven hits, one error for the Highlanders. And ever since Jim Alexander put the put the headset on, the Highlanders are back in this ballgame. 9-1-2 due for Irvine. Ireland, Palmer, Koss. Ireland, the nine hitter, and then back to the top of the order. Let's see what Garcia can do if they can steal an inning for him. Two and two-thirds from Alec Arnone. I will say I take no responsibility. You never do, Jim. That's good. That's your charm. That's the idea. That's, that's your charm. You know? That's what's kept me around all these years. You're the old folksy Will Rogers populist. You come in, drop a little wisdom, and then you walk away, and we think about it for a while. Yeah, you know? I like that. Like those old Spencer Tracy movies. <laughs> One ball, no strikes. Except not as handsome. Who, Spencer Tracy or you? Me. Oh, okay. A humble man. <laughs> Ireland, uh, one for two, double play, sack fly, and a single, and he swings and misses. Uh, one ball, one strike. So are you working for the register? Is this going to be in the register or at a press enterprise? Or no, this is, this is strictly a press enterprise okay. uh, production today, and I don't know when it's going to be in the paper, so stay tuned. 1-1 one, one pitch. Inside, 2-1. and one. Cole Pofek now out in center field. UC Riverside replacing Travis Bohall, who he pinch hit for. Looks like Hardy is still in right field. 2-1 pitch. Called strike at the hands. And Dean Miller still out in right. So the only substitution was on the mound and in center field. 12-5. Highlanders trail UC Irvine. Irvine has really dominated Riverside. They've won eight of the last ten series between these two teams. The two the Highlanders have won have been here at the Plec. The 2-2 pitch kicks away from Julian. It's 3-2. and two. One thing that Troy did say when I talked to him before the game is mm-hmm. talked about how it's been, okay, it's been a rough season. They haven't won as, as many as they'd like, but he still thinks that they're playing hard and they're and, – and they're, there's an enthusiasm among this team, even though they are getting to the end of the season and they're going to be done after today. It's still, it, it's still a fun clubhouse. It's still fun to come to the ballpark, that sort of thing. 
called strike three on Arlington. You know, that's something every player said. I was talking to Cole Tucker, and he just talked about how good a group this is to be around. Justin Mannon has told me the same thing. And, you know, it was a tough season for Justin. He was hurt last year, was expecting to be able to come back and produce this year, and then he got hurt. Just never was never right. It's a ball for J uh, Jake Palmer, one ball, no strikes. Palmer today is one for four. Lineout, strikeout, single fielder's choice, one for four. Has gotten five hits on the series. Left-handed swinging sophomore from El Segundo. The 1-0 pitch from Garcia is up high. Two balls, no strikes. You know, Arlington's a good baseball program. They've been a good one for a while. You'd like to see more Arlington guys maybe come to UC Riverside. Garcia in as a walk-on. One of the valuable guys, though, for Troy Percival. Can do a lot of different things. He's played the infield. He can play the outfield, doing a little pitching when they need an extra inning. Mm -hmm. Called strike. One of those guys that Troy Purcell really speaks well of. He says you need, you know, and here's a guy who played on a World Series winning team. So you need guys like Garcia who understand their role and know what, what they're going to do. Yeah, because not everybody's going to be the star. And you have to be able – there comes a time in every player's career, no matter what level it is, where you got to accept that. Yeah. you got to accept that you're not the top dog anymore and you're going to have to – you're going to have to play a role. And not – and when you have – a lot of guys that can accept that, that's when you have a good group. You can't take that for granted because it doesn't always happen. 2-2 two -two pitches fouled over the left side, 2-2. Two and two. Sitting down with Jim Alexander here, top of the seventh. It's a 12-5 Irvine lead. The Highlanders put up four in the bottom of the sixth. So Garcia out trying to steal an inning for Troy Percival here on the top of the seventh inning. One run in the first for Irvine, two in the second, three in the third, four in the fourth. And the sequence ended with the two spot in the fifth, a goose egg in the sixth. Breaking ball misses down and in three and two from Garcia. I would think final day of the season, it's got to be pretty much Johnny Holstaff. Yeah. Everybody's available. I know he wants to get Jared Noonan in, the senior, for an inning. And the other three seniors were in the starting lineup. Obviously, Justin Manning's mm -hmm. injured, couldn't play. Three balls, two strikes, one out. Here's the pitch. Ball four, walking to first base is Jake Palmer. So Palmer at first, one out. Here's Christian Koss from John W. North High. So here, you know, here's the conundrum here. Obviously, Koss having a big series, a big game today. He's four for four, a double, two singles, and a two-run homer. Grew up, played down the road. Mm -hmm. But obviously, the success of UC Irvine, they were able to pluck Koss out of the Inland Empire and take him over to Orange County. Yeah, and that... I mean, you look at the number of uh, Inland Empire guys at Cal State Fullerton. Right. Or you look at their softball team, they've got even more Inland Empire players. But, I mean, it, that's the border rates. That, that's what UCR has to deal with. And uh, the, the trick is to build a program that can withstand that. You know, and it's almost like you could write the same column every year. Breaking ball, popped foul on the right side. Julene making a chase for it, but it's out of play it's 0-2 you know the commitment you know it's 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 a cliche almost to say but the idea that if you see if you see Riverside could fully commit to baseball and I think Irvine's in a unique position because they lost baseball is what happened they didn't have baseball for 10 years mm -hmm. and it came back and they really fully committed to it mm -hmm. I don't know if you want to go that extreme with UC Riverside but here's the 0-2 Misses low and away. So runner on first, one out. Top of the seventh, 12-5. Irvine leads UC Riverside. And Adrian Garcia trying to get Christian Koss out. 
and you know, I had Tamika Smith. She was great. She sat up here and we talked about it, and she emphasized, "Hey, we want to commit behind this team. We want this team to be successful." And I believed her. The one-two pitch, low and away. There goes the runner. Here's the throw down to second by Julie. Not in time as Palmer steals second. But do you get the feel? I mean, you've experienced this university for a long time, and it just seems I, I'm just always perplexed by the fact that this university doesn't seem like they're 100% behind the baseball program. Yeah, and I, 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 what's always gotten me is that in this conference, baseball is the one sport where you can have a national profile. If you do it right, and if you win, then you can get to Omaha. Right. You're not going to get to the Final Four in in basketball unless God drops everything else. Right. But, I mean, you can do it in baseball. It's possible. So why wouldn't you try and marshal the resources to give yourself the best chance? Fair. I think that's a fair point. Three and two. And, it's a full count. And I've, and I've always thought that the baseball could be the flagship program of, of this athletic program. Certainly. Garcia right. on the mound. On second base is Palmer. And now timeout call by our home plate umpire, Jason Kaminsky. Now, it's interesting. The powwow hasn't gotten going in full effect because normally we hear the powwow I drums. Was, I was wondering about that. We haven't heard any noise from over there. Maybe they're, maybe they're going to be doing most of their uh, activities tonight. 3-2 pitch coming. Check swing, low and away. They appeal the first. They say it didn't go. Another walk issued by... Garcia and that Troy Percival will come out of the dugout. And, you they're, know, I, they're, pro- they're probably sitting over there saying, I wish they would end that game. I wish they'd mercy rule it or something. Come on, get out of there so we can get our stuff started. <laughs> Interesting. In the both the Mountain West postseason, there's a mercy rule. They actually had a mercy rule game yesterday. Mm-hmm. And then uh, WAC actually has a mercy rule has a mercy rule after seven if you're down 10. Speaking of the Western Athletic Conference, bottom of the fifth, New Mexico State four, Sac State three, winner takes on Grand Canyon. Mountain West, top of the fourth inning, UNLV five, Nevada four, winner takes on Fresno State in an elimination game. Elimination game for the West Coast Conference in the second inning, LMU up one to nothing on St. Mary's. And then going back to the Big West, Santa Barbara, bottom of the seventh, they're up seven to nothing against Cal Poly. They win, they clinch. Top of the eighth inning, Cal State Fullerton 7, CSUN 2. And a final from earlier today, Utah 5-1 over UC Davis. That game took place in Salt Lake. Our score here, Irvine 12, Riverside 5. Troy Percival has had his say. He's back to the dugout. And here's the pitch from Garcia. And it misses to Brandon Lewis. One ball, no strikes. I mean, talking about the rest rest of the conference, I mean, you know, Fullerton's, Fullerton's got its facility. It's mm-hmm. you know, good enough to host Super Regionals. Irvine's ballpark is wonderful. Uh, Long Beach is is putting money into Blair Field. Northridge is putting money into its ballpark. And and that's one thing that needs to happen here. I think there there needs to be some upgrade. I mean, the last serious upgrade was before Troy was coach when he went ahead and rebuilt the clubhouse. But more needs to be done. Because if you're going to recruit, you, you know, facilities are, are a key part of that. I mean, and, and to me, 
obviously the argument that's always made at UC Riverside is, you know, we're not UCLA, we're not USC, we don't have the resources, but why wouldn't you allocate? And this goes back to Doug Smith. I, I don't want this to be perceived as, you know, taking that on Tamika did. Sure. It's not, that's sure. certainly not the case. Sure. This has been an issue, going, you, and you would agree with this, probably going back about 10 years. Yeah. I mean, you know, Doug had a, a folder with uh, plans on his desk for a ballpark renovation, but, you know, it's somebody's... You know, it's it's like the whole thing about building an arena. Somebody's got to pay for it. Who? I think they blew an opportunity to get some kind of partnership with the convention center. That would have been a great. Now, it's not on campus. That's the one negative. But mm-hmm. it's a central place where maybe you could have gotten some, you know, like they call them the joke is the undecided voters, so to speak. Right. It's like, you know right. what? Let's go to a basketball game. You know, UNLV's in town. Let's go Let's go check it out. Yeah, and, and, and that's that's one thing that, I'm not sure if you can say UCR's missed the boat, but if you go downtown, there's no real sense that there's a University of California campus in this town. Right. I mean, you don't have banners on the light poles or what have you. You go, to, you go to a lot of other cities, you know it's a college town because that presence is all over the place. And it's, it's been a particular point of mine over the years that... UCR not only as an athletic program but as a university needs to do more on the other side of the 91 freeway to, to let those people know, hey, we're here, come see us. Come join the party. Cal Baptist is doing a good job of it. Oh, they are. Oh. They, so, they, 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 <laughs> they, they've shown some entrepreneurial skill, trust me. Sam Ireland struck out to start the inning, and then since then, Adrian Garcia has walked the bases loaded, and now he's fallen behind Adrian Domla, three balls and no strike. Already the Highlanders trail 12-5, and that's a called strike on the outside corner. Action in the Highlanders' bullpen. I think that is Jared Noonan. He was hoping to get an inning with Garcia. So if it works out, it's good, but now he'll have to go to Noonan. I think he was trying to hold off Noonan until the eighth, but we may see him in the seventh here, particularly if Domla draws a free pass. 3-1 pitch. Swing, lines it into left field base hit. It'll go to the wall and looks like the bases will clear. Domla will cruise into second. In fact, they'll actually hold up Brandon Lewis at third base. So a two-run double makes it 14-5. As Domla slices one down the left field corner for extra bases. Palmer scores and Koss scores. Lewis stops at third. And here comes Troy Percival, another pitching change. Well, it works out because we can chat a little bit more with Jim Alexander as the Highlanders trail here 14 to five. In the season finale from the Plex against UC Irvine, Anteaters still potentially angling for a postseason spot. It's unlikely, but you know what? You play till the end. As mm-hmm. Howard Cosell, soon to be later quoted by Chris Berman said, that's why you play the games. <laughs> I thought it was Herm Edwards that said that. Herm Edwards said, you play to win the you game. You play to win the game. But I guess now at Arizona State, they play to enter the transfer portal. <laughs> and about 16 <laughs> players enter the transfer portal. I think Herm Edwards' interpretation of that is they're on waivers. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Do you ever see the show, Jim? I'm showing my age here. When I was a kid, one of my favorite shows was Land of the Lost. Remember that show mm-hmm. with the Slee Stacks? The Slee Stacks, yes. And they had the little, they had the little pyramid where they would go through. You're to me, TV. that's the transfer portal. The transfer <laughs> portal is there's this, there's this bed of, uh, of jewels with a Slee Stack monitoring it, and if you want to transfer, you got to get through that portal. That's my, that's my thought. Mm-hmm. 
bring they back come the in as one thing and they go out as something else. So Will Ferrell, if you're listening and you want to do another Land of the Lost movie, have it related to college athletics and make it the transfer portal. The, the Sleece stack are underfunded. They need to generate some revenue. So they work out a deal with the NCAA. They will manage the transfer portal. I say they should just call it the Sleece stack portal. And, you know, there would be some royalties, change hands, and what have you. But well, why not? Then you'd, have, then you'd have to explain it to everybody under 40. Bill Lambier apparently played a Slee Stack once. He did. A summer job. He his, did. When he, was at, uh, when he was in high school at Rolling Hills. So Jared Noonan, the new pitcher for the Highlanders, the senior, getting into the ballgame. So all four seniors have been entered into the game from head coach Troy Percival. Noonan making his 30th appearance of the year, 29 in relief, three wins, two losses, three saves, 43 and two-thirds innings pitch, 61 hits, 32 strikeouts against 14 walks, a 3.30 average and a 5.98 earned run average for the senior from Santa Rosa Montgomery High School by way of Santa Rosa Junior College. Two more runs in for Irvine. They lead 14 to 5, and they'll be runners at second and third and one out for Jared Newton. He'll face Mike Peabody. How about in right field number 15, Mike Peabody? Were you covering college basketball when Mike's dad was playing for LMU? Tim, I was. Tim Peabody. I was. In fact, I I did a couple stories on. Uh, LMU that year that 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 not that year but I mean that period of time when uh, Westhead was there and they were uh, scoring 160 points a game gathers and Kimball gathers and Kimball first pitch Jeff Fryer on the outside yeah Colonel Del Mar on the outside mm-hmm. corner no balls in one strike second and third one out top of the seventh 14 to 5 Irvine Gazala son Jim Alexander hanging out where would you rather be, right? Here. No place no place like home. Misses low and away. One ball, one strike. Jared Noonan on. He's one of the seniors on her. They painted their numbers on the field. Justin Mannins unfortunately couldn't participate today because of an injury, but everybody else, Noonan, Miller, Taylor, and Hardy in the ballgame. They've all done something. Here's the 1-1 pitch. Fly ball center field. Tracking is Pofek towards left center. Tagging at third base is Lewis. He'll tag up and score. It'll be 15 to five. Sacrifice fly for Peabody and a run batted in. And there was a rumor out that Mike Gillespie was gonna try to stop by this afternoon. I haven't seen him. Doug Smith mentioned it to me because Doug was here yesterday. Um, and I asked Orloff and Scott and, and uh, Ben said, yeah, it depends. He had to go he had to go somewhere with his wife, but they weren't sure. Well, that's the beauty of retirement. You can make those choices. You don't have to be here. Here is Zikafus. First pitch is outside, one ball, no strikes. 0 for 3 today is Zikafus, but he's driven in two runs, and he scored a run. Reached base on the famed strikeout wild pitch. One ball, no strikes, two outs. Here's the pitch. Swing and a miss, one and one. 15 runs on 15 hits for Irvine. They had 11 runs on 15 hits on Friday night. Highlanders putting up five on seven hits and committed the error. The error was allowing Zikafus to reach on the strikeout. Runner on second base is Adrian Domla. Domla, a big game. He's got five RBIs on the afternoon. Noonan, one one. So what are you going to do in the offseason now? What, what's left to cover? You're still doing Major League Baseball. Doing baseball. NBA playoffs? Uh, probably not now since none of them are uh, local. What about Kawhi? Well, do some, do some draft. 
yeah. Well, I might, I might do a Kawhi column. We'll see. I mean, he's <laughs> breaking ball for a strike two and two. I, I think with the NBA, the what happens off the court, what happens during the summer, is far more intriguing than what happens on the court. And what really? happens on the court is pretty good. But I mean, where's KD going? What's going to happen to Kawhi? You know, where are all these guys going to sign? Is Kyrie Irving going it, to? It's. <laughs> Swing and a miss, and the inning is over, but three more runs come home with 15 We'll keep it right here with Jim Alexander. Um, so, baseball, Dodgers Angels? Dodgers Angels. Uh, soccer, I was out at LAFC last night. Uh, you know. The kickball. Kickball, yeah. yes. Only, only a little more involved. But, uh, Seventh inning stretch here at the Plex, so uh, we're hanging I, out with Jim Alexander. I will probably be out at the Sparks home opener next Friday night. I'll make sure that I'm uh, out there when Las Vegas comes to town so we can see our friend John Maxwell. That's great. You can arrange that. That's great. I can arrange that. So... But yeah, there's 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 always plenty to write about because Chargers, are you covering the Chargers? Again? I will do some Chargers. I'll probably even do some Rams stuff. Although it's yeah, given where the Rams training facility is located, it's real hard to get there for me during the week because I live here. That's a two-hour drive at least. So now are they are they not going to do the Irvine? I think they will. I year. think they they will do they will do their training camp in, at UCI again. Their summer camp, but then yeah, their yeah, normally they're, practices they're, are up in the valley. Right. Yeah. Right. I'm like way up in the valley, right? Way up like in Cal the, up, up at right? Cal Lutheran. Yeah. yeah. So that's Rich Hill, former head coach at Cal Lutheran, right? John Zimbel. Mm -hmm. Official score: the Red Smith of the Inland Empire, John Zimbel. Yep. Leading off your Highlanders. About 12 Just people understood that reference. <laughs> the great Red Smith, New York sports the ones, writer. The ones who got it, got it. Yeah. I got it. Well, that's so that's what counts. Well, that's it. No, no, precisely. It's what it's exactly what counts. And here's Connor Cannon now batting. Bottom of the seventh inning, Irvine 15, UC Riverside 5. Thanks to Jim Alexander. He's going to hang out for another half inning, and then we'll, we'll let him get back to his actual job. Imagine <laughs> that. Baco's first pitch down and away to Cannon. Cannon pop-up, strikeout, walk, and he scored a run. Maybe the last at bat we'll ever see Connor Cannon bat for the Highlanders of UC Riverside. Career home run leader, single season home run leader, has had a big year for the Highlanders, has Connor Cannon, 1-0 pitch, ripped wide of third, foul, 1-1. One and, one. and here's a great example of what we talked about with the recruiting. He was supposed to head up to Oregon. George Horton either had over-recruited or they were thinking guys were going to leave who didn't leave. And Troy was kind of laying in wait and finally got the call from Horton and told him, hey, Connor's not coming. He goes, we know, we're just waiting. You know, we, we just didn't want to make it ugly. And then mm -hmm. he ended up here and what a, what a career he's at. Yeah. 1-1 one, one pitch, fly ball, center field. Tracking back is Felia. Looking up at another cannon blast. Whoa. Number dead 18 center. for Connor Cannon, dead center field. 15 to 6. So maybe a goodbye present to the Highlanders faithful as Cannon again, every home run's a new record for UC Riverside. That was massive. That's why he's on the scouting list, Jim. 
I should have said that. That's baseball, Susan. But there you go. Yeah. But uh, see, that's what we're talking about. I, I guess he's not technically a bounce back, but situations like that in a conference like the Big West, you've got to have some guys like that. You, you've got to be attuned to who's not happy, who you've recruited, who's still interested and might, you know, might be willing to bounce back and. That's why when you're recruiting guys, you never completely cut the cord. Well, Doug Smith told me that. Doug Smith, you always make the call. Yeah. Even if you know they're not coming, you always make yeah. the call. And, and some, if they're in a bad spot, they'll remember, right. oh, he called me. Right. And you don't even have to say, if it doesn't work out, let us know. You right. just, you know, it's, you can be subtle about it. But This is fly ball left yeah. center field. I don't think this will get out. Here's yeah. Palmer coming in. And, oh, he had to die for it. Died up in the wind there as Matt Hardy is retired. Hardy now two for four. And I think what people don't realize about Troy Purcell is, yeah, played in the big leagues a long time, so he knows baseball, but coached high school, coached travel ball. So he understands he's in those networks where he can get players. That's how Nathan Webb came here. That's how Dylan Oren came here. That's how Connor Cannon got here. Yeah. You've you've got to have those relationships. And, and more often, it's not so much with the high school coaches, but it's with the the summertime guys. Ground ball to the right side, fielded on the cut of the grass by Ireland at second. He'll throw on to first, and Jaeger Taylor is down. So quickly two down after the home run by Cannon. So 15 to six, Irvine leads Riverside in the bottom of the seventh. We're visiting with Jim Alexander. And here's Nate Webb, 0 for 1 with two walks. Good freshman year for Webb. He had a solid sophomore season, and they're hoping next year is the year he pops. That's a big year for him. Coach Percival thinks very highly of Nathan Webb, the Highlanders' third baseman. He'll head off in a couple of weeks after school ends to play summer ball in Rochester, Minnesota. Fouls it back in its own one. You don't think of Minnesota as a uh, college league hotbed, but the Northwoods League is big. You know, yeah. when I when I started doing this, the Northwood League was just kind of getting a rep, and now it's one of the better leagues. Mm -hmm. You know, Alaska and the Cape, I think, are still the two best, but Northwoods is rapidly moving up the list. More no balls, one strike. Here's the pitch to Webb, and it misses away. One ball, one strike. More opportunities for more guys. Before I let you go, uh, I do want to send out a, a thought to a mutual friend of ours, you know, Jeff Gorham, dealing yes. with some uh, health stuff. He's doing okay. We texted earlier this week, but I just wanted to let Jeff know we're thinking of him. Of course, Jeff, one of the voices of UC Riverside basketball and a former standout player for Ramona High as well as for CBU, as that one misses low and away, two balls and one strike. So from Jim Alexander and myself, get well soon, buddy. I hope to see you around the high school football. Me and Jeff worked together for Riverside TV on mm -hmm. high school football and want to see him again. Um, last thing before we let you get away here, the 2-1 pitch, swing and a miss, 2-2. Two and two. Did you get any uh, chance to cover basketball at all this year, either men's or women's on uh, UCR? Any thoughts? One game. Okay. All right. One game when, when uh, and in fact, it was when they played Cal Baptist. Oh, wow. But I got to see a few games via Big West TV. So, oh, I take that back because I did watch them in the uh, Big West tournament. So, I saw two games. Called strike so. three and Webb is retired and the side is retired. But, I mean, you covered that beat, both on the men's and the women's side, for so long. Any thoughts on David Patrick? You get to know him at all? Had you met him? I got to know him a little bit. I mean, he's he just seems so energetic, and and he he has an idea what he wants to do. You almost have to throw out the first year. You do. You almost have to say, okay, it's a transition year. You're still re you 
you're you're trying to implement the vision of what you want and you're trying to get your own guys in there to do it and there 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 were a couple in there this year of his guys that I thought were pretty impressive he's got more coming in he's tapping that Australian uh, pipeline so's Rick Croy across town that's that's why I think it's going to be interesting because they both got Australian connections connections and and so there's going to be a a lot of guys uh, playing college basketball in Riverside over the next few years that uh, have funny accents. That Aussie accent. But they, but are are good players. So it'll be it'll be intriguing to see what happens. Jim Alexander, always great to see you. Thanks for stopping by and chatting for a little bit. My Appreciate pleasure. Appreciate it. Now let you get back to work. <laughs> Jim Alexander. Work in this case, filling out my scorebook. Southern California News Group, longtime columnist for the Press Enterprise, joining us.